everyone, welcome to SLP's Wine and Cheese. I'm Deb. And I'm Maria. And here's our podcast. For the Realistic SLP. Welcome! Oh look, we did that together. We're awesome. <laughs> Cheers! Cheers to that. That's right. Like our life of speech and yeah. we're okay with that. Trying to help people to, you know, improve their speech language communication. Understanding, language comprehension, expressive output. Alright, so let's talk about the wine. Okay. And it's from Sicily. It's very fancy. I say drink it, not sink it. Definitely drink it. Alright, what do you think about it paired with the Prosecco though? Let's get back on task. I think it's pretty good. Because neurons that fire together, wire together. I like that. Work smarter, not harder. Right, yes. You're teaching them in the first step is just how to communicate. And then also you're teaching them like syntactically correct sentences. Right. The more you understand yourself, the more you're able to understand other people. That's really genius. We yeah. need to choose that. <laughs> Cheers. Hey everyone, here we are. We're having a lovely artsy tea party. Woo! Hi! Yes. We're switching it up. We are not consuming any type of alcoholic beverages. Nope, we're having tea. And we're perfectly fine with that. Exactly. And I'm. we are drinking bedtime tea. <laughs> right. Because that's what it is like to be us right now. Right, because we just want to tone it down, yes. take a step back, right. chillax. Yes. But um, we didn't say, like... I'm Deb and you're Maria. Right. Okay. I'm Maria. Drinking, I'm Deb. <laughs> drinking my bedtime tea. <laughs> Our yogi tea. Our yogi tea. Mm-hmm. So this is really actually called bedtime tea by yogi. It's caffeine free, obviously, because we need to go to bed at some point. And uh, what's in here, you might ask? It has passion flower and relaxing chamomile flower, licorice cardamom and cinnamon and delicious warming flavor that is just right for drinking and what do you think about this drink about this tea i really like this tea yeah, so it's sweet and spicy it is yeah. like us mm-hmm. maybe yeah you are what you eat or you what you drink yeah consume right yeah and so we're gonna sink this tea or sip this tea or or Dish, dish this, this tea. tea. Yeah, we're okay. going to sip it. Definitely sip it. I like it. And then I also picked yes. up, um, we are having cheese, but instead yeah. we are having cheesecake from Junior's. It's super fancy. Which is a New okay. York landmark. Take a, my, I feel like there's glitter in it, though. There could be. We might have. We might be getting poisoned by pearl glitter. Right, fake pearls, obviously. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't have real pearls. Uh-huh. But if you want to send me some, I will be accepting. I have some from Majorca. Let's see. Oh. I trained myself. I was like, I'm going to be in Majorca maybe once. I mean, for my whole life. But you never know. But I was like, I am going all out. Where is that, Greece? No, it's in Spain. And they're very oh. well known for their pearls there. Oh. So, is it a pearl necklace? I got pearl earrings, necklace, and a bracelet. Oh, boy. Oh, yeah. I, yeah, I was just like, charge it, uh-huh. and it was in euros, so I told myself it was cheaper, but it wasn't. No. Yeah, I know. I got this necklace that I wear every day, mm-hmm. which nobody ever comments on how the bracket's always backwards, like, oh. it is always in the front, which is annoying. Okay. But I can't be, like, spending my whole life turning it, but I got this in Italy. Oh, nice. Yeah. Good stuff. So, th- what do we think of this cheesecake with this tea? Oh, I think it's a perfect combo. Mm-hmm. 
I love cheesecake. Cheesecake is great. I can't really not like cheesecake. Mm-mm. Cheesecake and cookies are my favorite dessert. Me? Okay, not my favorite dessert. I like ice cream. But cookies lately, I feel like I like them more and more. Oh, yeah, I they're love just, a good cookie. They're, like, simple but delicious. Yeah, little pocket-sized. Right, like us. Everything <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say is, like, like us. We are, we are one with all of the tea and the desserts, <laughs> and we're just, like, right. a part of the art of the world. Speaking of art, yeah. look at that. So art is great, right? So oh, I love art. Yes, I know you do. Mm-hmm. And you're really good at it. I'm not so good at it. I wish I was, but I don't whatever. think I'm really good at it. Cause like people say I'm good at art, which I think I have been getting much better over mm-hmm. time. But in terms of me, like being an artist who just independently creates something without looking at something, I haven't met. I haven't reached that step yet. Okay. I can't, like, sit down in front of a blank canvas and, like, create... Something. Yeah. I'm always like, oh, I want to draw a brain. Let me look up a picture of a brain, and then I'm going to look at the screen as I draw the brain. Mm-hmm. But, like, left to my own devices, I'm not really at a point where I um can just draw or create masterpieces. I feel like very limited people can just draw a brain straight off the dome, unless you're, like, a neurologist. <laughs> Maybe, so, yeah. I mean, you're going to upload that for Freebie Friday, right? Oh, I sure am. So if you want to check out our Patreon, we do Freebie Fridays. Yes. Um, the past Friday, which, what was that date? Uh, November, uh, November. I don't even know what day it is. I want to say the second. Anyway, so the first Friday of October, Maria update uploaded her freebie, which was a um, pacing board. Yes. For Great fast speech. or slow speakers, mm-hmm. determining rate of speech. And this freebie Friday, I will be uploading um, my brain is dot 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 pictures and there will be two like probably I'll have two of them free for the public and the rest will be like a patrons only post because I think I have 10. Great yeah. All right so um yeah so I think not many people can just draw a brain straight off the dome or or, anything or anything yeah I think a lot of artists I know the art teacher at my school like google stuff to help her Uh uh-huh you know and she's like super artsy but I feel like I'm so like Van Gogh didn't. I feel like, how would we know? Well, he was, like, looking at the stars and then right, painting them, I go. suppose. So they didn't have Google to look it up. Hmm, maybe I need to go out in the wilderness. You should go out in the wilderness. Start painting trees. Start start being more wild. You are yeah. what you see. Just yeah. Kidding. Maybe I'll just, like, walk around New York and start drawing New York's oh, that'd corners. Oh, cool. that Yeah, cool. in all my spare time. Yes, all the that's all what all spare time, that's what we'll do. <laughs> I like to dance. That's my art. Oh. I'm trying to get more with the, like, coloring and artsy stuff. But anyway, so what is art therapy? So we're not specifically talking this whole episode about art therapy, but just a brief definition about art therapy. So according to Psychology Today, the goal of art therapy is to increase expression, expression creatively to increase mental, physical, and emotional well-being. And what exactly is the art therapy? It's a creative method of expression used as a therapeutic technique. And it originated in the field of art and psychotherapy. And art therapy is its own unique field. Yes. Uh, So this can include painting, oil pastels, which we talked about, 
uh, creating ceramics, collages. So all these would count as art therapy. And according to Psychology Today, who does this help? And pretty much they said children, adolescents, adults. And what it does, it helps these individuals explore their emotions, increase their self-esteem, decrease frustration and anxiety. And even if you don't have artistic talent, which I felt was like excellent point there, because I don't feel like I have much artistic talent, but I'm trying my best. And my best is like, I'm proud of it at the end sometimes. Sometimes I'm like, oh God, that was terrible. <laughs> but, but at least I'm like, oh, at least I tried. And, you know, at least you could like cover it up by coloring it. Yeah, and, that's problem know. solving. Right. Yeah, so I think right. it's like sometimes some people, they get so worked up on everything being perfect. And when yes. you are using We're- art, you can always like, you can, you're going to run into mistakes, but then you figure out how to like cover that mistake up or yes. use it. Or you just realize this is just this piece of paper. I'm going to tear it up and start over. Right, and that's usually, an option too. <laughs> you get it done faster, I think, and even better. Instead of sticking to something that's, like, not going well, if you just uh, start over, it happens faster for you and looks better. Right. So I think that's, like, a good lesson just to learn in general. You know what I'm looking at right now? My own art. That was the backdrop of our post. Right, Marie. I drew that. That yeah. wine bottle. That's who She that? painted that at yes, a paint night. I she did. was drunk and even did that. <laughs> I was, she nailed I it. She nailed it. But, see, that was an example where I couldn't just throw out the canvas and whatever. So when the art teacher was walking around... I was like, oh, I messed this up. She's like, it's okay. You know, you know, she's artsy. She's like, it's okay. We'll just fix it. Just add a little bit of this. Add a little bit of that. So I had to, like, mix some colors, and I made it super dark. Maybe, like, my soul. No, I'm just <laughs> kidding. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, boy, Maria. I'm just kidding. Just, I feel like when I say that, it's like a response. Like, like my soul. Uh-huh. So, you know, I just, like, covered it up and fixed it, and then I was, like, proud of myself. Yeah, so. it looks great. Um, you guys have seen it if you're following us on our Instagram. Um, that's what she's talking about. Yes. So art in general, it helps individuals to observe and describe as well as analyze and interpret. And it helps people express their feelings with and without words and practice problem solving, just like how Maria had to solve that issue she had with her dark portion of her (laughs) painting. Yes. It enhances uh, critical thinking skills and increases your vocabulary because there's certain words that you have to use to adequately describe, like techniques in art or tools. Yeah, like something like I don't know. uh, Well, what's that? Well, maybe it's Maj Paj. Yeah, Maj Paj. I just learned that word like last year. Or Exacto knife. Oh, Exacto knife. Or um, matte or glossy or oil or like turquoise as opposed to just blue exactly got it did you know in russian they have way more words for blue than we do and and because of that they're more in tune that there are different shades of blue and russians see blue differently than other individuals what yeah someone told me that is that the, your hairdresser who made your hair blue? I know who tried to. No, I like your hair. I feel like that would sound like me making fun of your hair. She, I asked but for I brown like, and purple, and uh, I got black and blue. All right. Which is just, like, sums up my life. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it looks good still. No, of course it looks good. I just, 
Just throwing it out there. Because I'm looking at you and I see blue. So. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely blue. She's like, it's right. a deep blue. It's yeah. a deep purple, like a steel purple, like yeah. almost blue. I'm like, it's blue. And oh, then, I could see a little bit of purple in it now. But that's because she missed some of the old purple and didn't cover it up, I think. Oh, yeah. Maybe. So anyway. it was funny. I was getting my hair cut today, and the woman was like, you wanted it like this? And I'm like, why? Is it terrible? <laughs> she's like, in the back of my head, she's like, well, it's not everywhere. And I'm like, well, I can't see back there. Right. Do you feel like when you get your hair done by someone who didn't do your hair the last time they just tear apart what the prior person did um well i usually stick with the same person but not Um, really i liked my last lady oh i feel like every time i go they're like oh that person doesn't know how to cut hair don't go back to them oh no that's not nice (laughs) but yeah so anyway i mean coloring and cutting hair is a form of art so we're still on topic right now which it should be yes uh more carefully done like art yes yes because you can't just be, like, going haphazardly at art without learning the fundamentals. Yeah, technique. Yeah, and technique. there are different technique, art techniques, like there are hair techniques. Yeah. Anyway, so um, art helps individuals to increase their vocabulary and um, use specific words for describing. Um, and also helps with mental and emotional and psychological development, mm-hmm. enhancing creativity and independence while improving neurological and motor development. Wow, that's a lot of stuff that art helps with. Yeah. <laughs> so what we want to focus on today is how we as SLPs can use art to enhance our therapy. So... I was thinking we could break it down by populations. So I got a text that, message. Oh, okay. Is it from Mike? No, because, it's from my oh, sister, okay. Amanda. She Does comes she... over Fridays now. That's Great. apparently the new thing. Okay. Little sisterly <laughs> love. Yeah, that's good. So we will start with autism and how you can use art therapy or art in speech therapy, excuse me, during your sessions with these clients. So, actually, we looked up some research, right? We're, mm-hmm. we're keeping it EBP, right? Evidence-based practice. Right. EBP. So, in this book, it was uh, titled Art Therapy, Research, and Evidence-Based Practice by Andrea Gilroy. So, she was talking about how using art with uh, students on the spectrum is great because it can teach them to request because they can request for materials, can request for certain colors. So withholding a material and then they have to request. Because as we know, these clients have a hard time initiating language. Right. So when they want to complete this picture and they need that color red, they have to ask for it. Mm-hmm. So that's one thing. Also, it's a great way to teach social skills. So um, she was saying that you could read about a certain, let's say, book and then write about how the characters felt or write about or how draw you a picture feel. Yeah, how emotions. you feel about that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, I was even thinking, like, uh, even creating, like, a social story. So even if you want to, like, tap into, like, a negative behavior they might be exhibiting. Because I, a lot of times, will just make social stories with the students by just, like, all right, color and pen, color, pencil and paper, and we're going to write our story. Like, I do not lick my hair. And, like, okay, draw a picture of yourself sitting nicely, you know? Uh-huh. Like, like yeah, so them. they can visualize the behavior that you're trying to elicit from them. Right. And then you can know that they have at least that 
extra layer of comprehension because they're writing it or technically they're drawing it on that paper. Or both. Yeah. Also, so we talked about it in an earlier episode. Mike's brother is, he just turned 28 Mm -hmm. uh, this week. He had a birthday. Oh, happy birthday to him. Yeah. um, And he likes art. Oh, good. And so I have these um, placemats that I, they were like the first therapy material that I created. And it's just like a consonant plus the vowel and then two words that have that sound in the initial position and all the words are Disney characters. Oh yeah, g- g- Gus Gus. Yes. Yes, I remember yes. that. So Disney, if you want to come after me, I mean oh, like God. I'm just helping people, so don't come after me. But um, so on Thanksgiving is when I, um, I just like right before Thanksgiving, I printed all of them, the ones that I created. And while everyone was like at the same house, I was like, listen, guys, I could use your help. Oh, okay. So we just had the whole table covered in my placemats. Wow, fun. And then Mike's brother Alex comes over, who does typically enjoy to like be in the with his headphones and on YouTube or whatever. So his mom's like, Alex, do you want to color? And he's like, color, and nods. And he yeah. was coloring the sheets. Oh, so nice. he was participating with all of us on the holiday. Oh, that's so great. Yeah, more than he would have if he right. if he wasn't. So um, if you ever bought my colored placemats, and you can see the one that Alex colored. He, he's a beautiful colorer. Nice. But he colored the dots over the person, which I left it just the way he did because it does look very cute. Yeah. But you'll, you'll be able to... Um, I can't remember what letter he had. It might have been, like, N for Nemo. Um, I don't remember which one was his, but, yeah, his original is in there. Oh, you gotta post that on our story. Oh, I will. Maybe that will be also a bonus part of Freebie Friday. I like that. So check out the Patreon. I might be doing freebies like Oprah, just freebies for everyone. Oh, so much stuff. So (laughs) many perks to being a Patreon. To being a patron on our Patreon. Right. That was another point that they talked about in the EBP about teaching social skills. And when I work on uh, social skills, we're in a group, and you can have, like, one kid holding the markers, and then they have to ask that student for that color marker, Mm -hmm. and then they have to share it if they want the same color. Right. So that's, like, another thing that comes up. Like, well, if we both want blue and there's only one blue, can someone switch? Can we wait? Can you color something else another color? And then... Take the blue when they're Cognitive done. flexibility. Right. That's so, just, um, yeah, problem solving Problems. and cognitive flexibility yes. there. Being like, just because in your head you're like, oh, I want to color the sky next, that needs to be blue. Right. But maybe the grass hasn't been co- colored yet. So having that individual step outside their intention and find something else that they can work on. I feel like that's such an important part to work with students in general, but especially students on the spectrum who do have the strict adherence to routines and that like okay no I wanted it this way but it's like life won't always happen the way you want right and deviating from the routine is quite difficult for several people on the spectrum so um art is a medium that's like a bit unpredictable so that's another way great way that it can impact I wonder if the microphone's going to hear Oliver snoring. Oh, is that what that is? Okay. (laughs) Yeah, he's snoring. Well, you hear some weird thing in the background, it's all Oliver. It's a puppy snoring. Yeah. Cute. And also, one more thing, and then we'll move on to a different population. Another thing about autism that this author said was how it improves hand-eye coordination, OT, 
which we obviously talked about a couple of episodes ago. And also teaching them that it's okay to make a mess. Right. So, you know, if the things are everywhere and that, that's okay. Or even uh, I had a student for early intervention, he wouldn't touch finger paint. And the OT was working on that for a while. So I was like, all right, let's incorporate some of that. So it was, that's mm-hmm. another way I incorporated sensory, the tactile, the coloring, and blah, blah, blue. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's that was great. another great way to... Uh, Use art so many ways. What right. about you? What's your favorite way to incorporate art? Well, I, I like to tie it into yeah. whatever, um, whatever's on my mind or whatever we're working on. Yeah, so that makes sense. <laughs> we have the poems that we right, are doing right now. So uh, right now, and we had vocabulary words based on the poems, and then like other vocabulary words that I chose. So um, this coming week in speech, we're going to be drawing pictures of the ocean, and we have to label at least five parts based on our vocab. So deep, choppy waves, frozen water, coast, um, murky, um, carnivore, um, and there's several other. I can't remember them right now. So they they only have to choose five, and they draw the picture of the ocean. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Yeah, and you could even do, like, a web with those words and then, like, draw a little picture inside the web. Yeah. Like We're using webs for, um, actually, synonyms. Oh, yeah. That's yeah, good. so it's, like, sense. so we have silent as a word, and then we're trying, we're, we have webs to say how many words also mean silent. Oh, good. Oh. Perfect. That's our halfway, halfway point. Halfway point. We're it's just uh, on the timer sound yes. instead of that beautiful sound you usually That's take. okay. <laughs> Being cognitively flexible. Let's, let me just uh, end with a goal for this. Uh, stu- so if you wanted to, let's say, use art with a client that has autism, you could use a sample goal. Could be something like blank will request a minimum of three objects from a peer. Mm-hmm. So that's a great way, and those objects could obviously be related to art. Or you can say, blank will follow two-step directions involving at least one linguistic concept okay. um, with 80% accuracy, something like that. So, like, put that, like, color the blue next to the star, oh, or something right. like that, next to, so like on, a, around. Like a spatial concept. Yeah. Got it. If you're working on spatial, any yes. concept that you're working on. Right. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So what's our halfway point? What do we want to talk about? So make sure you're following us on Instagram at SLP's Wine and Cheese Pod. My uh, Instagram, Maria underscore Katsonis SLP. And mine is at Deborah Brooks, CCC SLP. And then I also have another Instagram that's Color in Speech where I feature products that I have created. Yes, and also Frankie. They should oh, Frankie, Frankie Wrinkles. Wrinkles. He's always fun. Frankie got bit oh, at the no, dog. I'm sorry. It's the Frankie worst. Frankie got bit. Oh, my God. He has two puncture wounds on his oh. hind legs. It's just good that it's not in, like, any vital area. Yeah, and he's got his medicine. He'll be okay. Yeah, but I, I'm i not, like, a violent person, but I do right. want to go to Delaware and... Uh, hurt someone. Cre- yeah. Right. Oh, we were both away this weekend. I was yeah. in Boston. Yeah. Like, not for Asha. Right, yeah. <laughs> Obviously You were not. there to see witches. Yes, I was there to see witches, and I feel like I have learned quite a lot about witches, and I think I'm good. Ah. I'm good with my witch knowledge. I always wanted to be a witch. Yes. Well, speaking of, I went to the witch museum, and I used my quote-unquote teacher discount and i learned oh. a lot of stuff because i got in for free mm. yes nice 
So, you know, in the hopes that I will go there and teach my students about witches, which I will. Okay. But I now will teach what will, some people. Is there, like, can you teach us three things about witches? Yes, I'm going to right now. Oh. So, witches originally started, I guess, in Europe, you could say, but they weren't really witches. They were just women that were caretakers. They helped deliver children, and mm-hmm. they used herbs. They were really, like, botanists. That's so like they, me. I love yeah, essential oils. I know. I was like, that. I would be to- a total witch if that were me, because <laughs> yeah. I love essential oils, too. Yeah. So they use lavender and chamomile and all these things, and just like we're drinking it right now. Right. So they use that, and then... We're witches! We are witches! (laughs) This is a witch party. We have to change the name of this. It's not a tea party. It's a witch party. It's a witch party. (laughs) I'm going to cackle any second now. (laughs) So then, and then pretty much the biggest thing I learned in that museum was that when you have fear and you don't understand something, because it was all about the Salem witch trial, so there's like a trigger, Mm -hmm. a fear, and then a scapegoat. And it yeah. happens a lot with, like, the Japanese, with the Pearl Harbor and the uh-huh. tournament camps. So pretty much that, the fear, and that you don't conquer fear with fear. So, so you, know, you told us good stuff. two things. Is oh, yeah, two fi- Well, I thought, like, that was another one, fear. Oh, so the botanists, they were botanists. And Wiccans are not what we think, like, oh, they're evil. They don't believe in that. They don't believe in Satan. Mm-hmm. They're super, like, all about, like, positivity and treating everyone with respect and all that good stuff. Right. And so that's another thing. And the whole thing about witches also got, like, uh, different conception about it. Yeah, snowballed with the Wizard of Oz. That Ah. they made her skin green when really they just wanted to do it because the Technicolor just came out and they really wanted to show the color. And only bad witches are ugly. Right. Yeah, so that whole... Oh, so really, we can blame Wizard of Oz for that. Oh, but that's my favorite movie. I'm just saying. Oh, let's do a whole Patreon on Wizard of Oz. Okay, I think that's great. We should do that, right? When you were saying things that are um, that frighten you, that um, it's hard if you don't conquer things that you fear, then it's going to like conquer you. Yeah, like my fear of mice. Right. Actually, funny enough. Sorry, I'm like on a tangent right now. I was talking about it with the art teacher at my school, and she suggested I use art therapy to conquer my fear of mice. I, just please don't pull up a picture of a mouse. I'm not. I have Beauty out. and the Beast here. That's oh, what okay. I was going to reference. Because she was like, oh, she was like, you know, you could draw a picture of a mouse. I'm like, no, I'm scared. And she's like, all right, so just draw like like a dark tunnel or something and just be okay with that. And she explained, You're really that afraid of mice? Yes. I really can't even look at a picture of one. I will scream. Really? Yeah. I think you built this fear up in your head. It's very possible. Yeah. Anyway, but like in Beauty and the Beast, they say, um, um, we don't like what we don't understand. In fact, it scares us. That's what the mob is saying when they're marching Mm -hmm. to kill the beast. That's right. So I remember a a motivational speaker came to my elementary school and used that as an example. And it always stuck with me. So always remember that if you say things like short and explicitly and they're meaningful to that child it's gonna stick with them for a long time oh wow that's a good point yeah all right so patreon check us out wizard of oz stuff coming brain stuff coming and then should we get videos and 872 is gonna be our is our booth number at asha come visit us we're gonna have so many exciting things there and definitely come say hi me and deb will be there and it's gonna be great yeah um, also, so we'll have t-shirts that we're in the process of designing and yes. manufacturing. And, and then, they're going to be cute. Yeah. We're going to make sure that they're fashion tees. Um, we're going to have 50 uh, slots to sign up for a three-minute interview to be featured on our podcast. 
And then also we'll have other cool stuff. So come visit us. Yes. So a listener question that we have. Oh, right. Um, yes. Let's get to our listener questions now. Somebody asked ahead. if we could give a tip for trying to increase expressive language for a three-year-old. Okay. So. So my tip would be if your three-year-old is um, not speaking as much as you'd like them to, then try to um, hold back from giving them everything that they require. So if it could be that, like, maybe you guys are just also loving in your household and, like, giving the child everything that he needs, but maybe next time when you give him his cereal, like, don't put milk in it or don't give him yeah. a spoon Sabotage. or don't give him Strategy. a cup and, and force him to have to advocate for himself to request it. Okay, I like that tip, and I'm also going to piggy off that tip and not, of course, maybe this SLP or this person is already doing this but it's not gonna be as consistent if it's just you're the only one doing it so you have to work on a team so you have to have a meeting with mom and dad and grandma and any other caregiver in that house so let's say if you give them assignment like this week we'll we'll focus on this and let's do it for juice so like don't just give the juice with the sippy cup already all there mm-hmm. you know so like don't pour the juice in yet really right wait. and then that way you help them like break apart that skill of and then you can give them a little bit of juice and then be like oh do you want more and then have them say more right and then you give a little bit of that yeah and then you just give them like a little bit more and smile and then they're going to be like "Ah, i want more and then you're like oh okay yeah i mean whatever they want to give but they have to all be on the same page all the caretakers and that this is what we're gonna do Mm -hmm. because it's not enough if you're just doing it once or twice a week for half an hour right yeah Yeah, it's good to be on the same page. Yes. So, let's go back to our other population, fluency, which we haven't talked that much about on the show, which I feel like we need our own fluency show, but, um... Maybe we should, we'll have a fluency expert come on. Yes, we gotta find one. I think I know some. You know some? I think I know two. Okay. So, yeah, we'll, we'll check them out. Um, but I, I like to work with fluency Me too. and I feel like I, I do use art with them, but yes. then I also like, I think the number one most important thing when working with somebody who has a stutter or any issue with fluency is creating a space where they could feel open and welcome to communicate True. and not like they're going to be constantly corrected yes. or told to slow down or to start over. You still want to allow them to express themselves. Correct. Because many people who do have fluency disorders, they're pretty much okay with it, or they could be okay with it, and the reactions of other people are what they fundamentally struggle with. So if they could just feel like they have a space where they can take the lead um, and tell you what they would like to do better with, then that would give them more confidence. That's so true, because I've had... I've had a lot of, like, um, I guess you could say they're, like, young adults, like, in their 20s clients come to me, and um, they always tell me that. They're like, oh, I feel so comfortable around you. I feel like I could really talk to you. And I'm like, that's great. And I feel like that really helps them. Mm-hmm. And Should we yeah. get background information on uh, fluency I first? I some information. Uh, okay, just on stuttering, what I, it is. Oh, what it is, it's just, you know, like repetitions, prolongations, the... Uh, I have definition. You have you definitions. I'm going to see how close mine is off the okay. dome with this bedtime tea. Um, it is a disturbance or disruption in the expressive 
language of the output of speaking. I'm trying to sound fancy. I just yeah. trying to sound fancy and I got messed up. It is a disruption of speech characterized by repetitions, blocks, prolongations, and fillers. Yeah. So, um, like, which we all do. And there is a type of normal, quote unquote, typical amount of disfluency. For instance, like when I say like, um, and all that good stuff. Right. Those are filled pauses. Right. That people use to reflect prior to speaking about what they're going to say. Yes. Um, do, should I read? I mean, you covered it, but okay. I could read this. Yeah. No. So, then, so like, because we, we're going to go on to the art I just also wanted therapy. to say they like might have revisions, and it could affect the rate and rhythm of their speech. Right. Or circumlocutions, they'll, like, talk around a word. So, like, they... Re- and I've caught, like, my clients do this. I'm like, did you really want to say that? And they're like, no. I'm like, what did you really want to say? And they don't want to say it mm-hmm. because they know they're going to stutter on that word. Right. And a big word that uh, clients stutter on is their name. So yeah. I always ask, what's your name? Yeah, and also yeah. on the phone and ordering food. Yes, which is so fun. Um, yeah. So how can you use art with these clients who have a hard time talking on the phone, expressing themselves, speaking up in class, communicating with their friends? Mm-hmm. So what uh, the article we read about was by R. Gottulians. Yes, I will put that in Whatever. The, yeah, whatever. Just go look at the description. It's a good article. They did some research, and they were saying how using art in speech therapy encourages spontaneity because our, these clients don't initiate as much, and they don't kind of, like, bring up a certain topic because they're afraid that they're going to stutter. But the art does help increase their self-confidence and it's a great way for them to express any frustrations they have. And it also, I feel like, um, helps them to slow down and because they, they could talk and create and use like, their breath while they're painting. And you could, you know, mimic, let's say, like you were saying, like that poem, like they could draw the beach and like they could right. feel more relaxed, like, oh, I'm at a beach and like that imagery. So it can help them in so many ways. Yeah. You know? And I think, um, so when it comes to fluency, many times individuals who have stutters, they tend to get into acting and music because yes. they become more fluent in those scenarios. Yes. And art. The and, article said that. talked about role playing. Right. Yeah. So then art, um, and it stems from the emotional centers of the brain rather than the motoric. And although there's not like a, the clear defined, uh, reason why individuals stutter Mm -hmm. we do know that it is a motoric issue um so when you're focusing on something that stems from emotion it's going to come out way more fluently right than something that is um just you're saying it for the purposes of asking a question because then that's all from the motoric and language centers of the brain which we're going to talk about for our next population too right Yes. So um, I think that I like to use flu like influency. I would use art as a means of not only like a reward or a means of them slowing down, but maybe you want to like many people like to use the analogy of smooth and bumpy. Yes. In speech. So like what if we had a variety of paintbrushes that created smooth and bumpy textures? I like that. And also there are purposeful places for both smooth and bumpy strokes. Just like they don't have to feel like they always have to be smooth. Yes. And there are fine opportunities to be bumpy. Right. And that's a big part of fluency, the self-acceptance. Yeah. 
Also, lots of intellectuals, they stutter yes. because... This was, like, mind-blowing to me. Yeah, it makes you focus on what they're saying. Okay. Yeah. I think some comedian made a joke about that. You it know, is people, true. Yeah, did, wasn't Dimitri something made a joke about that? He's like, people with the stutter, they just seem like they're always... You know, I'm always excited to hear what they're going to say. What they, something. yeah, eventually say. I don't know. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna Google intellectuals and stuttering, mm, um, and perhaps pur- we'll find. And they purposely stutter. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. But, I mean, whatever. I guess if you said that's a thing, I believe you. Um, another thing that I was gonna mention about stuttering while you're looking that up is um, like explaining how they feel, their frustrations about it, and I feel like that's such a great way to just draw it out if they don't want to talk about it, if they're too sad. To talk about it because I've had clients that stutter and that she was um, being bullied as well. So she just, I could just tell she was shut down. I'm like, so tell me about her day. And she was like, it was fine. And I like couldn't get anything out of her. She was like a preteen. So I feel like this uh, using art with her because she loved it was a great way to kind of like break the ice and get her and relieve some of that pressure of her having to just talk the whole time in speech. Where we were able to, you know, do something fun and relaxing and also great, like, conversation starter and a segue into, okay, what's bothering you? Mm -hmm. So it's called, like, an intellectual stammer. And apparently, like, Woody Allen also mimics it a lot in his movies. Um, And basically what it is, it's, it's like, it's a disruption in speech. So fluency disorders are disruptions in the fluency of speech. Characterized by stops, prolongations, and repetitions. As I gave the great definition right. off the dome. Right. Well done. <laughs> well done. I, I did graduate grad school after all. Good, good, good. I'm glad that was your takeaway. <laughs> but so what that will do is like, let's say I'm just like rapidly speaking, I'm speaking, I'm speaking. And then Maria, she's rapidly speaking. But if somebody else who's next starts to slow down and take breaks, everyone's like, oh, this is different. Let me pay attention. So what the difference then is going to be like it becomes problematic when that difference is such a distraction that it um, loses the yeah impedes communication. You can't communicate if people aren't able to like attend to what you're saying or if you maybe are getting so worked up at that point that it's a struggle for you to communicate. Yeah, and the biggest thing is when they see how hard it is, they just stop communicating altogether, Mm -hmm. which is what the article said about that. It encouraged that spontaneity. It encourages them to initiate using art as, like, the means to the end. Mm -hmm. And the final population that we were going to speak about today... Do you want to give a goal about art? Oh, yeah, go ahead. Art, therapy, and fluency... I kind of want to borrow and steal-ish, steal-ish your idea of the bumpy and the smooth. I like that one. Okay. I actually gave a goal about that last time, so I'll switch it up. So maybe something like client will describe, maybe you can rate, they can use a rating scale, rate their uh, level of difficulty in a speaking context on a scale from 1 to 10 or 1 to 5. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if they had a difficult day, they can talk about it, draw a painting about it, and like... I had a 10 today, and this is all the reasons why. Mm -hmm. And then it's also working on that problem solving. Like, how can we fix that for next time? And mine would be so-and-so will use easy onset or, uh, well, so-and-so will use um, fluency shaping techniques such as easy onset or melodic intonation to describe a work of art. Um, Right, that makes sense. 
with uh, blank percent accuracy. So, like, the sky is blue, the grass is green. Right. Something like that. Yeah. Um, And just practicing those sentences, like actual target sentences, to produce fluently so that they can maintain control. Okay. And then our last, which I feel like we haven't talked about that that much, so I'm glad that we're going to talk about this population, aphasia slash apraxia. So there's a lot of research about art therapy, art and combination with therapy. Uh, research by Kim, and there's like Kim Kim and a whole bunch of other Kims. Names. There really were All two the Kims. Kims there. Kim Kim and something else, someone else. I'm sorry. They did research 2008. All these citations will be in our description. Yes, they will. We weren't going to plagiarize. You know, we learned something from grad school. Yes. Don't <laughs> get yourself in trouble. Yes. That's what I learned in grad school. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> uh, so they found that art with, uh, using art in combination with people with aphasia helped improve their communication therapy, especially for stroke survivors and it increased their cognitive skills. And another bunch of researchers, I wrote all their names, Farris, Davis, and Harrington in 2006, said what you just said, uh, Deb, a few minutes ago, drawing activates areas in the right hemisphere as opposed to linguistic therapies where if you just did like strictly traditional speech therapy, let's say without incorporating the art, is only really targeting the left hemisphere. Uh-huh. And um, so they were talking about that, how you're using more of the right hemisphere. Right. And neurons that, that fire together. Wire together. Wire. Exactly. I wanted you to finish it. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> um, and then obviously another great thing about using art is can decrease their frustrations because they could draw things they might not be able to get out their emotions right and i like what you were saying about alex i know he doesn't have aphasia but like you used it as like a bonding experience right he was able to participate with the group and um when i'm at the nursing home mm-hmm. i like to use art and yeah. and music but we'll have a music episode um right. but art i like to do because one first and foremost it's like what's everybody doing all day Right. So let's Not do much. something different. Yes. And also let's And exciting. Yeah. Like let's have some fun. Exactly. Speech I mean, I learned this in grad school. I remember the professor said speech should be fun. It should be because yeah. talking and interacting is fun. Right. Yeah. If as long as we're teaching the function of language and why it is important to communicate. So I like to do art at, in the nursing home setting mostly it would be like uh drawings and copying of drawings and you want to make sure like what you're choosing is attainable for them in terms of their motor abilities and their mm-hmm. visual abilities yes that's so important to but using art will give you an idea of their visual abilities yes because your you assessment might, yeah you, know. you might notice like they have complete like left side neglect they don't even see the left side of the paper so they don't draw that part of the picture so using art can be a great indicator of their uh visual field and then also like um their ability to comprehend what they have made so like let's say you say make a heart and then they draw something they're like did it and it's a square and right. they see it as a heart then maybe yes. it's like them, like they see what they want to see because right. like in their head, that's what they wanted to do. So who right. knows? Well, their visual perception is off too. You know, right. Like aging a vision expert, you know, mm-hmm. and then you could refer with that, referring out. Right. Yeah. 
Because if they can't see that, like, who knows how independent these people are? Like, yes. what if they can't see street signs appropriately? Right. Yeah, that's such an excellent and safety Yeah, first. safety is very important. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So any goals we want to sample? Because, again, nothing can take place of clinical judgment right but like a sample kind of goal of course you're going to alter it and yeah your client i would say um so and so will improve um ability to follow like it could always be following directions you know um by drawing i don't even know like a designated shape or a given um Maybe like a shape, because that's pretty general. Yeah, shapes are good. Or it could just be that so-and-so will be able to label and describe objects within a picture, providing like three salient attributes, like an apple is round, an apple is a fruit, it's um, juicy. Juicy, yeah, crunchy. Something. I was, I was going to give a goal like that. You stole mine, but that's Sorry. Okay. No, don't be. It's okay. I was going to say something similar to that, so something like... Client will, you could do, I guess, identify, and then even if you wanted to have them draw it, so, like, identify and explain, I guess, like, a minimum of blank 10 objects, and then Mm -hmm. maybe if you want to separate it by categories, so food items, and then they have to draw the food, and, you know, they could obviously request for the colors, or even just, like, blank will use a grammatically correct phrase, so, like, can I have red, please, or even Mm -hmm. if they can't, like, Red, please, or two word freeze to request for an item. Right, so, yeah. Yeah, something like I that. think, like, like, no matter what, it all comes down to, like, requesting and following directions. Right. So you can be like, so and so will demonstrate comprehension and utilization of prepositions um, during a, right. cl- a clinician directed activity. And, and that could just be, like, if there's a star, color it blue. Yeah. Something right. like that. Like, you know what I was going to say? How it was funny how, like, you use art with your adults, and it just shows, like, we're all just, like, kids at heart, you know? Yeah. Like, we all need some fun in our lives. Mm-hmm. As yeah. I As I sip on my bedtime tea. Yeah, speaking of. Because sleeping is fun for me, so. Exactly. Me too. I love sleep. Yes. So should we do tips and tricks and then read the quotes on our tea bags? I didn't. Uh, I didn't look yes, at my. Yes, I didn't look yet. at my quote either. Okay, Surprise. don't look at it. So I'll go with my for my tip or trip. Okay. Okay. So my tip or trick, and I guess this should be related to using art and speech. Mm-hmm. Is let me think. Do you want me to go first? Oh, okay. I just thought of it. Okay, go as ahead. you said it. So, because going along with that listener question, I guess has me thinking. So you could just tell your client, like, okay, go ahead, draw a heart, let's say. And then don't give them anything. And then wait for them to initiate and ask. And I'm kind of super over the phrase, like, I want, uh, and they really, I need. So Mm -hmm. really to teach that I need. And you could really kind of work with all the three populations we talked about. For the students with autism, if they have a device, getting them away from using I want all the time. Like, oh, my God. You need the pencil to write right, your name. Yeah. <laughs> or may I have. Right. Or may I have is fine, too. And then fluency, using their strategies to ask for I need. And then, of course, problem solving for aphasics, let's say, or clients with aphasia, excuse me. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, so using I need in combination with the withholding items. Nice. So, um... 
My you. tipper trick is, yes, that's very good. Thank you. I'm My so like, tipper wow. trick is to use art in speech in uh, conjunction with whatever your yes. lesson is. Right. So currently my theme in speech is the ocean so that's why we're drawing the ocean but our first week of speech was all about me so we drew right. self portraits yes i did that too but like lego edition oh nice because yeah, we were building our communication skills that was our bulletin board thing. oh nice that's Still cute is. probably will change that soon oh <laughs> okay so then so my first so first we did self portraits and all i did was draw a face with a sharpie and then i made lots of copies and i gave them oil pastels and they colored them in. Yeah. And they all look different regardless of the fact that they started with the same outline. That's excellent. And then we are all different. Yes, we are all different. And then, like I said, uh, we did, we're doing the ocean now. And the next project is to draw the ocean. And then our next uh, theme is the forest, which oh, we will draw okay. forests. And I was thinking about doing a four-part forest picture of, like, the different, like, the green leaves, then the autumn leaves, then the bare leaves, then the buds. Wow, for spring, that's exciting. Maybe like that for transitions. Um, and then I also have the desert. So I was thinking we were going to like make foam cactuses. But okay, um, cool. I haven't come up with that yet. So stay wow. tuned. It'll probably be on the Patreon once we get to the warmer months of the school year. Yes, exactly. Oh, I think I have the Arctic first. So it'll be like a snow globe is going to be the craft. So it's more of like okay. sculpture. And then we'll get into desert. Wow, you yeah. are super artsy. Well, yeah, I love an artsy, art. artsy tea party. Yeah. That was Deb's idea. So those are our tips and tricks. And now yes. we're going to read the quotes that are on our tea cups. Because yogi teas also give you a nice motivational quote. So do you want to read yours first sure. or should I? Oh, okay. You go. Yeah. Okay. Mine says, you don't need love. You are the love. Oh, I love it. Yes, I love it too. Great. And mine says, create the sequence of goodness. Consequences will always be good. Oh. So, yeah, that's a, that was a mouthful there. a loaded there. one. That is. Yeah. So, in my eyes, I'm going to interpret it. Let's have our interpretive. Okay. Interpretive art. Oh, that's I, our timer, so I'll end Yeah, it. I tried to not make that happen. That's okay. It's annoying. Uh, so, creating goodness, if you're, I guess it goes with, like, that secret, that whole, like, thinking positive thoughts, but also really doing positive things. Like, doing, like, incorporating their speech goals and using art you will have some good consequences out of it. Right. And I think just, like, understanding that, like, for every action, there's the equal and opposite reaction. Like, there right. are consequences to everything. So even if the consequence is negative, it's positive because you now understand that, that actions have consequences. Wow, that's so great. Yeah, yeah, and mine is just, like, you don't need anyone but yourself. <laughs> Which is, okay. I, I was going to look at it as, like, uh, well, that's actually, yeah, you're right about that. Yeah, yeah right. you That's, are the love. So yeah. don't be in the pursuit of love. Be in the right. pursuit of loving yourself. Oh, wow. Because yeah. my all the, my other T's, our second T, did say mm -hmm. love in the beginning, love in the middle, and love in the end. And I was like, you are in the beginning, you are the middle, you are the end. Right. And I was slightly confused a little bit. And Deborah was like well, you only have yourself to love. And I'm like, that's true. Yeah, I think that's what it means. Yeah. Like, regardless, like, everything in life is constantly changing, but the one consistency is, like, you are there for you. Right. Because you're here. That's so sweet. Yeah. So on that note, yes. this has been SLP's RCT party, please. Cheers. Cheers with our cheesecake. And the cheesecake was delicious. Mm -hmm. It's from Judas.
Which yeah. is from New York, right? right? Juniors is from New York. Is it? I think so. I don't know. Sure. I don't know. We don't okay. fact check on right. this. <laughs> okay. We did use a lot of research because we wanted to make sure we were EBP. That's right. Buenos yeah. noches. Good night.
to roll them on a ball and have their hands out and they uh, have to like push themselves and catch themselves with their hands because that's giving them that input that they need before they sit down and do great in speech. And my tip is just to keep it simple. So if you want them to do something, just model that behavior first, break it down into the most uh, small step possible, and then uh, guide them through it. And on that note, we have a quote for you guys. And when a flower doesn't bloom, you fix the environment in which it grows, not the flower. And there's a motorcycle. And uh, (laughs) that's been episode 20 of SLP's Wine and Cheese. I'm Deb. I'm Maria. And I'm Katie. Thanks for listening. Yes, thank you so much. Adios. Good night. Arrivederci.